Welcome to the Bethesda Christian Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit yourbcc.org or download our mobile app from the App Store. I don't know about you, but I feel like I should be out of breath after Ruth did all that. I kind of feel out of breath. There is a lot of stuff happening. If any of you are bored or feel like you have nothing to do, then you're not involved. So get involved. There's plenty to do. There's plenty of things going on. And I want to say thank you for being here today. Today is the start of what we call around here our Missions Month. That usually happens in September. Now I'm going to just clarify something. You saw up on the screen, Mission Month 2017. And you're saying, well, we're in 2016. Well, yes, we know that. But it's a awkward things sometimes, but we are celebrating what we're going to be doing into the next year, but we're also celebrating what's going on now. But we run on a fiscal year here. We run from August to July, but our missionaries and their programs all run on a calendar year from January to December. So it's just a little bit, you know, so don't think it's wrong. That was not wrong. It's just, uh, we're just moving forward and we're looking ahead and we're going to celebrate over the next month. We're going to celebrate with the missionaries that we do support, that we continue to support, and then we're going to be talking about those that we will be supporting as we continue to move on. So we're excited about it. I want you to meet three of our missionaries that um, we do support this morning, and they're going to be on the screen. They're going to introduce their missions. We asked them some questions, and I just want them, what, what I love about this is you're going to see the actual founder's or, or whomever it is and whatever their role is, but they're the ones that lead the missions that we support. And these are three of them that we support this morning. Uh, the first one that you saw was Larry Johnson and his wife, Marilyn, who I just appreciate. They're a part of our church. They are here whenever they can be here to support what's going on here. And then you saw Steve Gibson from the Hope Center, who's the executive director over there. And then the last one, our brother, Cesar Cortez, who... Um, lives in Ecuador, and we just had a team go down there. I hope you'll come out this Wednesday night because our Ecuador team is going to be giving us a uh, presentation this week, this Wednesday, of what happened while they were down there, and they're going to have their whole team up there telling us what went on, and, and our brother Larry and his wife Marilyn will also be here to talk a little bit more about what's been happening down in Life Builders. So come on out. Be a part of it. We are asking for a little bit of help if you can help us with some food or some service. We have an area out in the lobby where you can sign up for that because every Wednesday night during Mission Month, we, um, we have a taste of food, which is not the truth because we are People are eating when they come in. <laughs> it's a lot more than just a taste of food. Uh, but I hope that you'll come out and be a part with us throughout the month of um, September. So we are in the last of our No Live and Spread the Word. We're starting Spread the Word today uh, as we have started back in July. And we are now going to work through the month of September talking about knowing and living and spreading the Word of God. So I'm going to ask that if you have your Bibles with you in whatever format that you bring them, that you will get them out. Uh, if you don't have anything, we will have the scripture on the screen. But we're going to start in the book of Mark and we're going to go to chapter 12. And I want to read verses 28 through 33 with you. And I only have a few minutes, so I want to be very prudent with our time. So we're going to get started. Mark 12, 28 through 33, and it says, One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating. 
Noticing that Jesus had given them, good ans- given them a good answer, he asked them, of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one answered Jesus is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your, our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind and all your strength. And the second is love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Well said, teacher, the man replied. You have to understand Jesus was talking to some of the the people of his day, the Sadducees. He was answering first and then a Pharisee came up and asked him this. And that's one of the, the teachers of the law. It says one of the Pharisees saying, you are right in saying that. God is one and there is no other but him. To love him with all your heart, with all your understanding, with all your strength. And to love your neighbor as yourself is more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. So as we start this idea of spreading the word, I hope that that's something that is on your tongue, that you're, you're ready to take the word of God to the community that you have been placed in, to whoever you have the opportunity to talk to. And that's what I want to take time to talk about today and that maybe that can even be extended and we can have more influence in that area. Just taking this scripture here, I just want to look at a few words of it right now. It's love the Lord your God. This love, this love involves the affection of our heart where, where God is so valued and he is so highly esteemed that, that we long for his friendship. We love him with all of our obedience and we seek to honor and glory. We seek to bring his God honor and glory into the earth. See, if we truly love God, Oh, hear this. If we truly love God, then, then we will not shrink back when we get into public identification with him. Even to the point if it means suffering for the name and his righteousness. Now, of course, none of us look forward to that. But what I want is, is, is are we so in love with our Lord that if it means that we have to be identified in the public place... Are we willing to be identified that way? I hope you are. I trust that you are. But that's the kind of love that we have to have. Our love for him has to be completely wholehearted. It's, it's got to dominate our lives. Our love is to be inspired by his love for us. He loved us so much that he gave his one and only son, as it tells us in John 3, 16. That's how much he loved you and me, that he sent Jesus to us. Our love is to be the kind of love expressed in, and I'm just going to, I don't have all these scriptures for you, but I just, I want to bring a few out. Like it says in Romans 12, 1 and 2, and I'm just going to summarize it a little bit, that we're to present our bodies as living sacrifices and not conforming to the world, but being transformed by the renewing of our minds. In 1 Corinthians six twenty, it tells us that we have been bought with a price. And in 1 Corinthians 10, 31, it says, and whatever you do, you do it to God's glory. In 2 Corinthians 9, 15, you're supposed to thank God for his indescribable gift that he has given us. 
Ephesians 5, 1 and 2, it says to walk in the way of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. In Colossians 3 and verse 17, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. How do we love the Lord our God? With everything that is in us, without any worry of who knows it and what may come of it. Always easier said than done, I understand, but that's what we need to strive for. See, the love for God includes a personal allegiance and a loyalty to him. It's, it's faith as a firm, unswerving adherence to the one to whom we are united to. And, and I say this with all due respect, but to a healthy father-child relationship faithfulness to our and our commitments to him our heartfelt devotion expressed in our dedication to his righteous standards in the midst of a god rejecting world there's many out there that don't want to talk about except in a negative way or to tell you how crazy you are or have it you've got to have this type of a crutch or whatever it may be but you know what it may be a god rejecting world but he will never reject his own we have to have a desire for his presence and a partnership kind of like when a bride and a groom come together and they know that this marriage day is just moments away or just days away and that love that they have for each other, you know how it just kind of makes you like, oh, well, they'll learn. No, we don't say that. We don't say that at all. But you know what I'm talking about when a bride and a groom come together and that tremendous love that they have for each other. I happened to see this video just the other day and this is a video of the underground church in China. For the very first time, this group of people has had some Bibles brought into their presence. Watch this. That just tears me up. The lady was saying, thanks be to God, we need this book so much. When I see this book, I think of the brothers and the sisters who have helped us and brought this to us with their blood and their spirit. This is what the church needs so much right now. When is the last time that we really embraced the word of God like that? You know, we... I'm researching right now. Lord, what do I do with all the extra Bibles that I have sitting around my house that I'm not even touching right now? And these folks are are getting that word of God for the very first time that they're able to put it in their hands. And you could just see them just wanting to put it on their face, just wanting to kiss it, just wanting to embrace it. That's the way that we need to be loving our God with all of our heart, with all of our mind, our soul, our strength. And we need to really just continue to seek him and search him and let that word get into us. Acts 1 and verse 8 says this, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria and the ends of the earth. This receiving power, I want to look at this for just a minute, but you will receive power, it says. 
Power is something that most people love to have. But this power that we're talking about is not a greedy thing and it's not to be able to be in control. Actually, the, 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 the Greek word is dunamis and I'm sure you've all heard it. It's where we get the word dynamite, our word from, this, this powerful thing called dynamite. But it's more than that. It's just not this explosion, which it can be. And you know, wherever dynamite is used, it never looks the same after than before, right? When dynamite is used, everything in the landscape, everything wherever it's used is completely changed once it goes off. Well, that's what I want the word to be inside of me, Lord, that, that you just let that change everything about my landscape, if you will, of who I am and where I have an opportunity to go. It is power in operation. It's in action. And this is the principal work of the Holy Spirit that's in us. And it says he will give you the power to become his witness. To become witnesses of who he is. You know, that's the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, right? Holy smokes, think about that for just a second. What kind of power is that to raise somebody to life? There isn't anything on this planet that we can make to have that happen. Only God can do something like that. And that's the power that he wants to put inside you, that when you receive his power, you can walk and have that strength to be his witness. The Holy Spirit makes the presence of Jesus more real to us in a very personal way. It helps us increase our, our Christ-likeness, our love for others, for the truth of his word and the deeds that we could do to help perform his word. To be carriers, to be carriers of that kind of power, of Christ's power, to be able to even perform, it says in scripture that we should be able to perform. We will be able to perform signs and, and miracles and wonders by praying and trusting that people will, they'll be healed, they'll be changed, they'll be brought into this place where their life can start anew with Jesus Christ. Is that the kind of power that you want in your life? I hope your answer is a resounding, absolutely. I want that power that's in me that when I start speaking the name of God, no matter what place I am, when he has empowered me, that I don't have to come you know, come back and step and be fearful of who it is that I'm talking to, but that I could take it right to them and allow him to let that power flow through me and work through me to be able to share this great gift that we have in Jesus Christ. Terry read it out of the book of Matthew this morning. I want to read it out of the book of Mark. Mark 16, verses 15 through 17 and part of verse 20. And it said, he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. But whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. Then the disciples went out and preached everywhere. And the Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by the signs that accompanied it. Maybe you're here today. And I feel it's important to go here at this time. It's, it's important for you if you're here today and you've never made the Lord, 
Jesus the Lord of your life, then all these things we've talked about, they really don't include you. Because until you give your heart and your life to him, we don't have all the promises of Scripture. But today can be that day that you can ask him to be the Lord of your life. You can be invited into his family. All you have to do is believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is this Lord and Savior. All you need, and I want to read one more scripture, is all you need is a godly sorrow. And it says in 2 Corinthians, and I think it says it the best here, and I don't need to add any more words but this, in chapter 7, verse 10, and it's not going to be on the screens, I apologize for that. For the kind of sorrow God wants us to experience leads us away from sin and results in salvation. There's no regret for that kind of sorrow, but worldly sorrow, which lacks repentance, results in spiritual death. So today can be that day where you can accept Jesus Christ. You can ask him, and and it's really as simple as asking him to be the Lord of your life. Now, let me tell you this. Once you do that, your life will change, and it will cost you the rest of your life to follow him with all that's inside. But I'll tell you what, as one that has followed him, I've never been disappointed. How about anybody else in the house that's made the Lord? Have you ever been disappointed? Does that mean we don't get frustrated? Does that mean we still have problems? Yes, it does. Does that mean things will always go the way you want them to? No, it does not. Because for those of us that do know him, understand it's not going to go the way we want because we are now a part of his family and he's the one that gets to call the shots, if you will. (laughs) So that for you today can be today. What I also want to take time to pray about here for just a few moments. Is Lord, help us to become the living, acting, the blood-bought, transformed, giving up ourselves just like Christ did for us to share the love of Jesus Christ with others as an offering to God. We aren't just here inviting them to come to a church which I hope you do. I hope you invite them to come to our church. I hope you are proud of your church and, and, and the word that is spoken in this church. But it's not so much about inviting them to the church, but we know that we need the discipleship of the church. But it's the idea of introducing somebody to a new way of life and peace and hope and a savior. And what I want to challenge you, church body, with today is this. Have no preconceived ideas at this point. Don't start the process with somebody already in your mind, but allow the Holy Spirit to start to work into you the person, the persons that he may put in your path. Don't don't come in with the idea of, oh, Lord, I want to go after this person. That's great. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. But what I'm saying is, Lord, I want you to put that person in my path. I want you to put that person in my circle so that when my path cross, I will be ready to speak your word to them. Because you said that we can have that same power. We can have this power that you will give us the power to be the witness that you've called us to be by giving us your Holy Spirit. 
Because folks, if we don't spread the word, who else will? We're not here just to come in and sit in a beautiful sanctuary, to sing some wonderful songs, to praise the Lord and walk out of here and keep it to ourselves. It's our job to now take this message to those that the Lord has surrounded us with and share that and then knowing that he will do his part by putting his power in you to be the witness that you need to be. Don't do it in your own strength because you will fail. He'll do it through his strength, through us. We have a communion service today. But please don't leave till we do that. But can I ask you all to stand at this point in time? Can I have you stand with me? Because I just want to take time. To say, if today is that day where you haven't ever asked Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior that today can be that day that you can make that confession today, that you can, can open yourself up to him to allow him to be your Lord and Savior. And know that today can be the day that you can have that salvation because when we repent of our ways, when we want to change our ways because we know that God has something more for us, his word even tells us there will not be any regret in that at all. So Father, as we pray right now, and if there is anybody that is in this place, that is, that is contemplating, Lord, that has come into this place thinking, oh, I'm looking for something more. I know that there's got to be something more than what this life has fed me so far. And Jesus, I need to make you Lord and Savior of my life. That today they could do that. That if we confess with our mouths that he is Lord, and that we believe in his, on our heart that he has risen from the dead, it says, then you will be saved. And if there's anybody, Lord, that's in this house today, that Lord is making this confession today, that Father, you will meet them at this time. You will meet them in this place. And Lord God, you will give us the opportunity, Lord Jesus, to pray with them, to lead them to a place where they will find no regret at all. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Lord God, for that. And I want this altar call to be a, a second part here. And I want to just challenge everyone that has had that opportunity, has made the Lord, the Jesus, the Lord of your life. How about the idea of maybe you've just been attending because it's that thing that we're supposed to do. Oh, it's Sunday. It's time to go to church. But when we walk out, we haven't been changed when we've been in the presence of God the Father Almighty. His presence should change us every time we come into it. Something should get stirring and something should get moving inside of us. And that as we exit this place, oh my gosh, we have that power. Oh, that same power of the Spirit that will help us be the witness that he's 
called us to be through his spirit. And you can say, Lord, I want no preconceived ideas in my mind or in my heart today. But Lord, that you're going to put somebody, you're going to allow our paths to cross. And I am going to be ready through your spirit to speak your word to that person. So if that's you, I'm going to ask you to make your way down here to the front. One, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ. And two, you want to be the witness that he's called you to be, but you'll come today without any preconceived ideas of who you're going to witness to, but you just know he's going to give you the strength and the power to witness to somebody. Will you have the boldness to step out today and come down here and let's take some time and we'll just seek the Lord and we'll pray about that together. Amen. Keep coming. God bless you all. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. All the way from Brazil, even. Gabriel, bless you. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Father, we're going to pray right now, Lord, and I want to pray for each individual that has made this step forward. And Lord, not just for those, but even those that are in this place right now. That Lord, that you will continue to move in our hearts. You'll continue to move in our minds. You'll continue to move in our spirit. And that Lord, we don't move before your spirit. Lord, that we stay in a place that Father, we allow you. That we that we remove all preconceptions of those that we have to go witness to. But Father, that you begin to groom us and prepare us and put us in the path of the person that you would have us speak to, Lord, even as soon as this week, Lord God. Prepare us. Let us know that as we we move about, that those of us that have accepted you as Lord and Savior of our life, that we have your spirit as our advocate, as our counselor, as our, our helper to be there right with us. And that, Father, we, oh Lord God, will share the love of Jesus Christ, the gospel message. We will spread your word even this week or in the days ahead as you continue to stir in our hearts and to prepare us in our hearts and in our minds, oh Lord God. Hallelujah. Lord, we praise you, Lord God. We worship you. We sing our song of praise unto you at this time, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Just begin to praise him. Oh, you just praise him as you know him and praise him for all he is for you today in this place and at this time. Father, we thank you, oh Lord God. Oh, you are the giver of life. You are the giver of strength. You are the giver of newness of life. Hallelujah, Lord, we praise you. Oh, Lord Jesus, we praise you, Lord. Lord, I just pray right now with each one that's in this place. Those that have come down here here to the front, Lord Jesus. Lord, that you have assembled an, an army here of your own power, Lord, your own spirit through the individuals that you have called to this place, that, Lord, we will walk out of this place knowing that we aren't out there on our own, 
that your spirit is guiding us, that your spirit is leading us, and that through your might and through your power and through that same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, Lord, that it can dwell in us and we can take your word forth. We can take that hope that we have. Lord God, as it says in 2 Peter, that we should be ready at all times to share the hope that we have with those that are looking and searching for the help that they need. Use us, Lord. Use us. And Lord, help us to remember to pray for those to our right and to our left, maybe not even by name, but Lord, that we will pray for our fellow believers, Lord God, that are out there, that are seeking you and searching for you and Lord, taking your name forward, Lord. I just pray right now that prayer, Lord, or that that, that scripture in Acts 1-8, that Lord, we will continue to receive the power that you have given us, Lord God, through your Holy Spirit that we will become your witnesses. Oh, Lord God, to the community that you have placed us in, that we will share the love of Jesus Christ. Oh, we will bless your holy name and we will not forget all of your benefits that we have. And Lord, we can share those benefits with those around us. Thank you, Lord. Empower each one. Lord, help us as we, when we, Go forth to be ready for what you would inspire into us. And that we don't determine how you're going to do it, but Lord, that we just be available for how you'll do it through us. We ask it now in your precious and in your mighty name. And everybody says, amen. I'm going to ask that you'll take your seats real quickly. And I'm going to ask our elders and our deacons to prepare themselves to serve the uh, communion supper to you this morning. As they're doing that, I just want to encourage you that this is an open communion service. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you are welcome to be a participant in this. We only ask that you keep those that are young, maybe not fully understanding of all of these ideas, that you would help them refrain from taking it now until they can be trained and they can understand more of what God is doing in our lives and in their life. So it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, starting in verse 23, it says, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and he said, This is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and you drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So then whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. So everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink from the cup. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ, eat and drink judgment on themselves. And that's why many among you are weak and sick and a number have fallen asleep. But if we were more discerning with regard to ourselves, we would not come under such judgment. Nevertheless, when we are judged in this way by the Lord, we are being disciplined so that we will not be finally condemned with the world. So then when you come together, my brothers and sisters, wait Or when you gather to eat, you should all eat together. And if anyone is hungry, you should eat something at home so that when you meet together, it may not result in judgment. So take time to examine yourselves as they pass this bread out. 
And then we'll pray and we will bless the bread and then we will have the opportunity to have the cup. I can't help but get that video out of my mind. Of these people seeing a Bible and being able to touch it for their very first time. To have that word of God in their hands that they are in an underground church because they know their lives could be taken away from them. But knowing what is so precious to them, Lord, I just want to have that attitude for who you are in my life, that, Lord, I don't become complacent. I don't become stale. I don't become one that just lives it, but doesn't model it. Take this bread today. Lord, that's our prayer. That, Father, as you gave everything for us, you gave your body for us. Lord God, it was beaten, it was bruised, it was hurt in so many ways. Even to the point of death. But, Lord, you never shrunk back at all. Father, I just pray that this day as we take this bread that represents your body, that, Father, you would help us to be those that will not shrink back because of the name of Jesus in our lives, because of the word that we adhere to, because it's a world that is becoming more anti-Christ than Christ-like. Help us to stand strong and be Christ-like witnesses to all those that we come into contact with this day. Thank you, O Lord God, for what you did. Oh, for the gift that you gave through your body, through your sacrifice. We take it now in Jesus' name. Amen. Each of you all of it in the name of the Lord. I trust today through the word that you've been challenged and you've been blessed. Especially in remembering what Christ has done for us at Calvary. His body that was broken and his blood that was shed. Would you lift your cup with me this morning? We pray. Gracious God, we are humbled today by the sacrifice that you paid for us. Lord, your body that was broken and your blood that was shed, that blood that can cleanse us from all sin and unrighteousness. It's a mystery, but it's amazing, Father God, what you've done. So it's today we come to you, Lord, with thanks and praise for your sacrifice so that we would have life. Your word declares when we eat of your flesh and drink of your blood, we have life in us. And when we don't, we don't have that life. So, Father, we desire that life that you give through your body and through your blood. So we receive with thanksgiving and praise today in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's take it. As we say, the Lord bless thee and the Lord keep you. 
Lord, make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And everyone that accepts that says amen. 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 And before you're dismissed, if you have made that profession today and you want somebody to come share it with me, would you? Would you come down here and share it with me so we can pray with you before you leave? God bless you. Have a fantastic week. Bless your day tomorrow. I hope you all have a great time.